Hey, Stoop Kids. This episode is sponsored by Andrews Technology Group. Andrews Technology Group offers consultation services and creative technology solutions for families and small businesses. Go to andrewstechnologygroup.com to see all the ways they can help your family stay connected. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Yo, yo, yo. Sitting on the stoop, chilling with your friends. Hoping that the fun times will never end. You got your homie to your left, your bestie to your right. Feeling like a stoop kid and everything is nice. Got a couple of friends that I want you to meet. Super cool and super fun, walking to their own beat. I'm your bestie, Melly. Thanks for stopping by. Keep this thing on play and let's have a good time. Hey, stoop kids. Welcome to the bonus episode of season two. Thank you for coming back and kicking it with me with Stoop Kid Stories. As you all know, I'm your bestie, Melly, and I'm so happy that you have joined me for another story. First things first, today is my birthday. It's your birthday. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. Say what? It's my birthday. Well, it won't be my birthday by the time you all hear this episode but when I'm recording it it's my birthday and I'm super excited so thank you to everyone who has wished me happy birthday on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter I feel so great this birthday I feel so happy and so alive and thrilled to see what this new decade brings anyway enough about me This bonus episode is a special story that I was able to co-write with two of my friends over at Stories Podcast. If you haven't checked out Stories Podcast, please, please, please rush on over there, subscribe, hit play, because all of their stories are amazing. And my friends Amanda and Daniel at Stories Podcast are super amazing, and I was so glad to write this story with them. Just so you know. This collaboration story is going to be a little different than how Stoop Kid Stories normally goes. So you're going to hear, let me just tell you what the story is about. The story is about this young girl who moves into a new neighborhood and she has to make new friends. She makes friends rather quickly, but notices that her and her new friends are a little different. She's black and they are white, which is totally fine. And you'll be able to hear the story from two different unique perspectives. You'll hear the story first from one kid's side and then there'll be a song and then you'll hear the story from another kid's side and I think it's really really great that we wrote it this way because seeing the world the way our friends see them can teach us a lot and it can open our eyes to so many things and we may think of something as just being one way but when someone who is from a different culture a different religion even just a different town from us you know They may react to something differently. They may wear their clothes differently. They may eat different things. We can learn from each other. And that's what's so great about this story, that these two friends come together, notice their differences. They may not understand it at first, but then they're able to learn from each other and muster up the confidence to teach each other new things about themselves. So this story is super, super special. Also, Quick reminder that Stoop Kid Stories is on Patreon. If you would like patron-only goodies like a shout-out on the show or a custom-made birthday card written from one of your favorite characters from the show, go to www.patreon.com slash stoopkidstories. Also, follow along on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Now let's get into the story, but first, a message from the sponsor. Hey. Do you notice your family is using the internet a lot more? With moms and dads working from home and kids taking classes online, your family might need dedicated tech support. Andrews Technology Group is here to help. They can help moms and dads find the right devices to do their work, securely backup important files, and ensure that kids are safe while online. Go to andrewstechnologygroup.com to set up an appointment with one of their IT experts and tell them your bestie Melly sent you. The New Kid Once upon a time, in a pretty little neighborhood in a pretty little town, a freckly little girl named Isabella was playing with her friends. 
It was summer break still, but school would be starting back up again soon, and Isabella was taking advantage of the last of the long days and warm weather every chance she got. Her friend Will had a pool, so she and the other kids in the neighborhood spent a lot of time in his backyard. There was Isabella, of course, and Will, and Liam and Katie, who were brother and sister. They'd known each other forever, because they'd all lived in the neighborhood since they were little. Isabella's best friend Emmy used to live close by, too, but that was before she and her family moved all the way across the country a few months ago. This was the first summer that Emmy wasn't running around the neighborhood with everyone, and Isabella was trying pretty hard not to miss her, but she couldn't help it. They still talked on the phone plenty, but it just wasn't the same. So this summer had been kind of sad for Isabella so far, but it was still summer, and there were lots of fun things to do. On the hottest days, she and Will, Liam, and Katie would be in the water pretty much all day long, until their fingers were pruny and they couldn't swim another stroke, and even then they'd only come out to eat a quick sandwich for lunch before diving back in to splash around some more. Their favorite pool game was Sharks and Minnows. It's a game kind of like tag, but the person who's it is called the shark. They have to wait in the middle of the pool while everyone else, the minnows, dive in and swim underwater to try and not get tagged. Isabella loved being the shark, and she'd scream, Minnows in the water! So loud the neighbors could hear it, and her friends would all laugh. Will also loved squirt gun fights, and Liam and Katie were really competitive, so they were always trying to organize races or cannonball contests, but sharks and minnows was the hands-down favorite. When they weren't in the pool, they'd ride their bikes between all their houses since they were all so close together. Will had the pool and all the squirt guns, but Isabella had the biggest backyard and a pantry full of the best snacks. Katie and Liam lived next to the park with the biggest swings, and they also had a basement with a foosball table, which was really fun on rainy days. Last summer, Emmy's house had been in the rotation too, and they'd go over there sometimes because Emmy's big brother would build them a fire in the fire pit they had in the backyard, and then they'd make a million s'mores. It was really fun. So far, Isabella hadn't gotten to eat any s'mores this summer, but luckily the ice cream truck drove through town a few days a week. On those days, she always made sure to carry some of her allowance money with her so she could get a strawberry shortcake bar or a choco taco and that was pretty good. And when the ice cream truck didn't come, Isabella, Will, Liam, and Katie would go and say hi to Officer Fife, the policeman who patrolled the neighborhood. He always had blow pops for them in his big belt pouches. When Emmy had first told her that she was moving away, Isabella thought the summer would be absolutely miserable. But so far, it had actually been pretty okay. One day, Isabella came home to a house that smelled absolutely delicious. She followed her nose and wound up in the kitchen, where she saw a big tray of brownies cooling on a rack. They must have just come out of the oven. She ran over to grab one, eyes fixed on a particularly gooey-looking centerpiece, but her mom stopped her. Nope, not for you, Mom said, sliding the tray away playfully. These are for our new neighbors. We have new neighbors? Isabella asked. Did someone move into Emmy's house? Yep, a family. I think their last name is Robinson. They just moved in the other day, and I thought I'd go welcome them to the neighborhood. For a moment, Isabella felt a little pang of sadness. Would it be weird to see another family living in Emmy's old house? Maybe. But then a new thought occurred to her. Do they have any kids? A new friend would be so exciting. I don't know for sure, Dad said. But I think I saw a girl around your age when they were unloading the truck. Really? Oh, can I come with you to say hi? Asked Isabella. We can go now. I'll carry the brownies. That sounds like a great plan, Mom smiled. And they wrapped the brownies in a clean cloth and headed out the door. Emmy's old house, where the Robinsons had moved, was a big blue house on the corner, just a few down from Isabella's and practically next door to Katie's, so it didn't take long to walk over. They knocked on the door, and after a minute, a man answered. He was tall and lanky with buzzed hair and a big, friendly smile. He was black, which was new for their neighborhood. 
Isabella's family was white, and all the other neighborhood kids and their families were white, too. But last year, Amy, her science partner, had been black, and they'd gotten along awesome. She and her parents had even come over for a cookout after school had ended. Isabella held up the tray of brownies with a big smile. Ah, you must be the welcoming committee, Mr. Robinson said to Isabella, taking the tray she was offering, still smiling that warm smile. We are, she said back. I heard you might have a daughter. Do you? Is she home? Isabella, relax, Mom said, but the man only laughed. Adalia, I think you have a visitor, he called over his shoulder. Isabella heard footsteps, and a couple of seconds later, a girl her own age came down the stairs, peering shyly around her father. She looked a lot like her dad, but her hair was long and silky, and her eyes were a sort of gold like caramel. Hi, I'm Isabella, Isabella said. Welcome to the neighborhood. We made you brownies. Well, actually, my dad did, but he makes the best ones with extra chocolate chips. The parents laughed, and as they shook hands and started talking, the other girl came out from behind and smiled at Isabella. Hi, she said, less shy by the second. I'm Adalia. I'm so excited to meet you. My friend Emmy used to live here, but she moved, and I was worried that whoever moved in wouldn't have any kids my age to play with, but now you're here. I was going to go to my friend Will's house to play. Can you come and I'll introduce you to everyone? Adalia looked up at her father, who looked at Isabella's parents. Will's house? he asked. The big red one across the street there, Isabella's dad said, pointing. You can see the yard from here. They're good people. We've known them for years. All right, Adalia's dad said. Just mind your manners, right? Right, she agreed, and the girls started walking across the street. They talked on the way to Will's, and they realized they had a lot of stuff in common. They were both going into fifth grade in the fall. They both loved bubblegum ice cream with rainbow sprinkles, and they had both read all of the Magic Treehouse books. Also, they both loved dancing and learning choreography from videos online, and their favorite color was purple, ideally purple with glitter. By the time they got to Will's a few seconds later, they were already well on the way to becoming friends. Isabella opened the gate to Will's yard and yelled a hello to her friends. Will, Katie, and Liam came right over, curious about Adalia. Hey, everyone, Isabella called, proud to introduce her new friend. This is our new friend and neighbor, Ad- uh, Ada- Adalie? She made a sorry face and looked at the new girl. Adalia, she said with a little smile. Yeah, said Isabella. She moved into Emmy's old house. Hey, I'm Will. Katie. And they call me Captain Cool, said Liam. No one has ever called you that, laughed Katie. Well, yeah, but they should. His name is Liam, Isabella laughed. Oh, uh, how do you say your name? Will asked. Adelie? No, said Katie. It was Aaliyah, right? How about we call you Leah, asked Isabella, thinking that a nickname might make things easier. Is that cool? The new girl nodded at the ground, and they moved on. Isabella, Will, Liam, and Katie asked Adalia a hundred questions about where she moved from and what her old school was like, and then answered a hundred more about the neighborhood and their school and what they all did for fun. They told her about all the kids and teachers and the cafeteria food she'd encounter once the school year started, and they also told her about some of their town's idiosyncrasies and fun traditions. Finally, when the sun was high in the sky and it was starting to get really hot, Will gestured to the pool behind them. We should go swimming. Everyone get your bathing suits. Yay! Isabella called out, and everyone got up to run home and change. I have to double check with my parents and find my swimsuit, so I might be a minute, Adalia said. Okay, Leah, said Isabella. See you when you get back. Isabella, Liam, and Katie were changed and back in no time, and the gang immediately started a game of sharks and minnows. Minnows in the water, shouted Katie, the shark, and everyone else swam underwater for as long as they could, trying to avoid being tagged. A little later, Adalia came back, wearing a super cute bathing suit and carrying a backpack with a towel and some stuff. You made it, cried Isabella. Come on, jump in. Adalia walked over to the pool, and Will cried out, Cannonball! 
but she shook her head. I don't want to go underwater, she said, walking into the pool down the steps. Well, you gotta, though, said Liam. We're playing sharks and minnows, and the minnows gotta dive under. Yeah, it's so much fun, Isabella agreed, swimming over to her new friend. Have you not played before? You'll love it, I promise. I bet, but my mom would be so mad if I got my hair wet, Adalia said. Why? asked Isabella. That's weird. It'll dry. I'll just watch this time, Adalia said. I want to see how you all play the game. All right, if you want, said Isabella, confused. She wanted to make sure Leah felt welcome, but she was also eager to get back to the game. She dove back in. They kept on playing for a while, Adalia watching from the steps of the pool, in the water up to her chest, avoiding the splashes of the other kids. After a while, she got out and laid in the sun. Isabella saw her dry off with her towel and then pull out a bottle of lotion. Oh, Leah, is that sunblock? She asked, swimming over to the side of the pool. Can I borrow some? I get so red sometimes when I forget. You're lucky you're like tan all the time. Nah, not sunblock, said Adalia, sighing as she squeezed out a handful of the white lotion. It's just lotion. It keeps me from getting ashy after the pool. Ashy? Like a fireplace? Will asked, swimming over too. Adalia rubbed the cream on her arms and turned to show them one elbow. Nah, it's just like dry skin. Oh, weird, said Will, and then turned and tagged Isabella. You're it, by the way he said, splashing away. So not fair, Isabella shrieked, laughing, and she chased after him. A little while later, when all their fingers and toes were completely pruny, everybody got out of the pool and dried off. Katie tried to teach them how to do cartwheels in the grass, but Isabella and Will couldn't seem to get it right. Liam got a crooked one, though, and Adalia's was nearly as good as Katie's. Wow, Leah, said Katie. Did you take gymnastics, too? Nah, but my cousins did. We used to do a lot of cartwheels and double dutch at my gram's house. Double dutch? asked Isabella. Oh, it's so fun, said Adalia, and she went on to explain how the four of them would use two jump ropes and all the songs that went with it. Oh, you gotta teach us sometime, said Liam. I bet I could do it. I'll find my big jump rope soon, Adalia promised. A lot of my stuff is still in moving boxes. Awesome said Katie with a big smile. I'm so glad you moved here, Leah. Hey, are you guys hungry? asked Will. Maybe we can catch the ice cream truck. Yeah, let's go look. Still in their bathing suits, the kids went out onto the front lawn. They milled around for about a half an hour or so, doing more cartwheels and some dance moves too, but there was no sign of the big white truck or the jingling music. It comes a lot of days, Isabella explained to Adalia. But not every day. Looks like we're out of luck. Maybe we should go to Katie's, said Will. Her mom always has bomb pops in the freezer. I gotta check with my parents, Adalia said. Really? But it's right down the street, Isabella said, gesturing down the block. Yeah, still, though. My mom has to know where I am. Oh, wait, never mind, said Will. Look, there's Officer Fife. The police officer was leaning against his car down the block, talking and laughing with a neighbor. Isabella saw Adalia make a confused face when she spotted the cop, and she jumped in to explain with a smile. He doesn't have ice cream, but he does always have blow pops. Let's go ask him for some, Isabella beamed. Come on, he's really nice, and he tells good jokes, too. You're gonna love him. Isabella went to take Adalia's hand and was confused to see that her arms were up in the air over her head. Why are you putting your arms up like that? She asked. Because that's what you're supposed to do, Adalia replied. Why? We're not in any trouble or anything, and besides, it's his job to keep us safe and give us blow pops when the ice cream truck doesn't come. Isabella joked a little to try and lighten the mood. She wasn't sure why, but it felt like something had shifted, like maybe she'd hurt her new friend's feelings somehow. I really gotta go home and check in with my parents. Adalia said. Isabella noticed that she wore a concerned expression on her face and mirrored it back to her. Okay, Leah, are you going to come back out after? She asked cautiously. Do you want us to come and get you? 
Probably not tonight, Adalia said. I still have a lot to unpack. Oh, come on. Unpacking is no fun, said Isabella. But I get it. Um, will we see you tomorrow, Leah? It's Adalia. And maybe. We'll see. Adalia turned and started walking back toward her new blue house. Isabella could tell that Leah wasn't happy, but she wasn't sure why. Maybe she just needs a break, Isabella thought. I bet it's really overwhelming to meet a whole bunch of new people all at once. That made sense, but somehow she knew it wasn't quite right. Bye, Leah! Isabella called after her, hoping she hadn't done anything wrong. Leah turned on her heel. It's Adalia! She yelled, and then she was gone. Isabella's heart sank into her belly. Leah, Adalia, was definitely upset. But why? Isabella turned to her friends. Do you guys have any idea what that was about? Will shrugged. I don't know. New kids are weird. Katie rolled her eyes at him. She didn't seem weird to me. I thought she was really cool. But maybe we weren't nice enough? Like, we probably could have made her feel more at home. What do you mean? Isabella asked, a little hurt. I thought I was nice. I treated her the same way I treat all of you. Yeah, but like, do you think that was maybe part of the problem? The boys ran to Officer Fife to get their candy, and Katie followed close behind. Isabella lingered for a moment, looking towards Adalia's house and wondering where she'd gone wrong. Once upon a time, on a hot summer day, with kids screaming in the streets, the birds chirping and the sound of trees rustling in the breeze, a girl named Adalia was packing up her life into brown boxes and big trash bags, tearing down the pictures on her bedroom wall, folding up her blankets, and putting away her shiny lip glosses to be shipped to a new home. Adalia's family was moving out of their tiny apartment where she had spent all of her young life into a big house across town, in a world that was kind of unknown to her. The U-Haul truck pulled up outside and her friends Maya and Chip came on the stoop to say their goodbyes. Don't worry, y'all. I'm only going to be a bus ride away, Adalia said. Yeah, an hour bus ride. But we'll make it work. Just don't forget about us when you make new friends, Chip said. She won't, Maya said, then looked at Adalia for reassurance. Adalia smiled and said, never. Squad for life? Squad for life, they all said together. Adalia's mom and dad hopped into the U-Haul. She hugged her friends goodbye and hopped in the back. She looked out the window as she drove past her school, her favorite playground, everything she loved and knew was now a memory. She was nervous for the new memories she was about to make. Her dad got a new job, which made their entire family have to pack up and move. Her mom turned around and saw her staring out the window and said, I know this is going to be different for you and you're upset about leaving your friends, but I promise you, you'll make new ones. Adalia sat there quietly. Highway after highway, they finally pulled up to their new house. From concrete to fresh grass. Adalia stared at their new house and was thinking, wow, this is so big. When they walked up, she looked down and saw a doormat that said, Welcome home, Robinson family. She looked around and noticed how every house was sitting in its own plot, not connected to the house next to it. She started to grab the small boxes out of the truck and took them to her new room. I got it. You must be the welcoming committee, Adalia's dad said when he opened the door. We are. I heard you might have a daughter. Do you? Is she home? Yeah, she is. Adalia, I think you have a visitor. Adalia came downstairs and stood behind her dad shyly. Hi, I'm Isabella. Hi, I'm Adalia. Nice to meet you. Welcome to the neighborhood. I'm so excited to meet you. I was going to go to my friend Will's house to play. Can you come and I'll introduce you to everyone? Adalia looked up at her father, who looked at Isabella's parents. Will's house? He asked. The big red one across the street there. You can see the yard from here. They're good people. Adalia's dad seemed a little apprehensive at first, but then said, All right, just mind your manners, right? Right, 
she agreed, and the girls started walking across the street. The two talked about school and what grade they were going to. They were both upcoming fifth graders, and they both loved the same book series, Magic Treehouse. Hey, everyone! Isabella said proudly. This is our new friend and neighbor, Ad- uh, Ada- Adelie? She made a sorry face and looked at her new friend. Adalia, she said with a little smile. Hey, I'm Will. Katie, and they call me Captain Cool, said Liam. No one has ever called you that, laughed Katie. Yeah, but they should. His name is Liam, Isabella laughed. How do you say your name? Will asked. Adelie? No, said Katie. It was Aaliyah. How about we call you Leah? asked Isabella. Is that cool? I mean, I really like to be called Adalia. But Leah is so much easier, and we don't want to mess up your name, Isabella said. Come on, y'all, let's go, Liam said and ran off. Adalia was a little confused as to why they were struggling with her name so much. That had never happened before, but she was happy that she made friends so quickly and that they were so nice and ready to bring her into the group. One of the kids had mentioned that they should all go swimming in his pool since the sun was at its peak for the day. Adalia had just got her hair done. It was washed, conditioned, blown out, pressed and trimmed, and she knew that with one drop of water, it would turn back into a curly bush in no time. And quite frankly, Adalia loved having her hair blown out. Um, I have to ask my parents if it's okay that I come swimming with y'all, Adalia said. They all ran off, and when Adalia walked into her house, her mom said, Back so soon. How was meeting your new friends? They're all really nice, and they want me to go swimming. Can I go? Please, 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 please! Um, I'm not sure. But please, Mommy, everyone else is going. Her mom took a moment and then said, Okay, but be careful. Come back home before it gets dark, and don't even think about getting your hair wet. We have pictures to take. Yes! Thank you, Mommy, Adalia said, and she ran out the door. She met up with her new friends, sat her bag down on the deck, and put her feet in the water. Come on in! The water isn't super cold, Isabella said while the others did cannonballs and handstands in the water. I can't go underwater, Adalia said. Oh, come on! We're playing sharks and minnows, and you gotta go underwater so you don't get caught, Liam said. Yeah, it'll be so much fun, Isabella chimed in. I'm not allowed to get my hair wet, Adalia said. Isabella and Liam looked confused as their wet hair was plastered all over their faces. It'll dry, Isabella said. You go ahead. I'll just watch from here to see how you played the game, Adalia said and the friends went off swimming and diving and laughing. Adalia sat there with her feet splashing in the water, laughing with her new friends, and was enjoying the sun hitting her melanated brown skin. It started to get super hot, so Adalia went to sit under the tree and noticed her feet were looking super dry. Oh, Leah, is that sunblock? Isabella asked, swimming over to the side of the pool. Can I borrow some? I get so red sometimes when I forget. You're lucky, you're like tan all the time. Adalia said, nah, it's not sunblock, just lotion, so my feet won't get ashy after being in the pool. Ashy? Like a fireplace? Her new friend Will said. Nah, it's just like dry skin. Y'all don't get ashy? Adalia asked. Can't say that I do, or ever heard of that, Will said. Then he tagged Isabella and swam away. Adalia didn't think much of the fact that her new friends didn't wear lotion. Her and Maya from her old neighborhood loved to trade different lotions and shea butters with each other. They always smelled so good. And you would get called out in school if your elbows or your knees were not moisturized. One time at her old school, Chip's arm was so dry, you could take his fingernail and draw a tic-tac-toe board on his arm with the ash. (laughs) Weird, I know. The kids started to get tired of playing in the pool, so they all got out, dried off, and sat in the grass. Katie stood up and started to do cartwheels up and down the yard. Isabella and Will tried, but they weren't the prettiest cartwheels. Adalia, in true Simone Biles fashion, did two cartwheels back to back. Wow, Leah, did you used to do gymnastics too? Katie asked. 
No, but my cousins did. We used to do a lot of cartwheels and double dutch at my gram's house, Adalia said. Double dutch? asked Isabella. Yeah, it's so fun, said Adalia, and she explained how the four of them would jump in and out of the ropes and started singing one of her favorite jump rope songs. You gotta teach us some time, said Liam. I bet I can do it. I'll find my big jump rope soon, Adalia promised. A lot of my stuff is still in moving boxes. Awesome, said Katie. You guys hungry? Will asked. Maybe we can catch the ice cream truck. Adalia got excited and she and the rest of the kids went to the front lawn and continued to play while waiting for the truck to come down the street. It comes a lot of days, Leah, but not every day. Maybe we should go to Katie's, said Will. Her mom always has amazing pops in the freezer. I gotta check with my parents, Adalia said. Really? But it's right down the street, Isabella said, gesturing down the block. Yeah, still, though. My mom has to know where I am, Adalia responded. Wait, never mind, said Will. Look, there's Officer Fife. Adalia looked up and saw a police officer walking down the street. She stood still and immediately put her hands in front of her. As she started to put her hands up, Isabella grabbed her by the hand and said, Come on, he's really nice, and he tells good jokes, too. You're gonna love him. Adalia stopped her and stood still and put her hands up above her head. Why are you putting your arms up like that? Isabella asked. Because that's what you're supposed to do, Adalia responded. Why? We're not in any trouble or anything, and besides, it's his job to keep us safe and give us blow pops when the ice cream truck doesn't come. This was very strange to Adalia. Back at her old house, the police never came around to just say hi. They were either locking someone up, putting up yellow tape, or just zipping up and down the streets. She saw her friends running towards Officer Fife, but she stayed behind. She didn't want to get too close to him. I really gotta go home and check in with my parents, she said, looking concerned. Okay, Leah, are you gonna come back out after? Do you want us to come and get you? Isabella asked. Probably not tonight, Adalia said. I still have a lot to unpack. Oh, come on. Unpacking is no fun. But I get it. Um, will we see you tomorrow, Leah? It's Adalia. And maybe. We'll see. And she started to head home. Bye, Leah! It's Adalia! She said aggressively and ran back to her house. While she ran away, she heard her new friends laughing and giggling with the officer and turned around to see that he gave them all blow pops. She reached for her lanyard that was in her bag, unlocked the front door, and walked inside her house and saw her mom and dad wiping down the kitchen. Oh good, you're just in time to help. Grab that rag and start wiping down the cabinets, her dad said. Did you have a good time with the kids today? How were they? Were they nice? Her mom questioned. Yeah, Adalia said. They were super nice. We swam, well, they swam, and we hung out on the grass. Can you believe they never heard of Double Dutch before? <laughs> well, I guess we're going to have to pull out the old ropes and teach them a little something-something, <laughs> her mom said. Oh, yeah, they're all hanging with some police officer right now. Police officer? What happened? Her mom and dad turned around and said with concern. Uh, nothing happened. Apparently, they all know him, and they talk to him all the time, and he gives them candy. They were really excited to see him when the ice cream truck decided not to come, Adalia said. Did he say anything to you? Adalia's dad asked. No, I didn't go over there. I stayed put and had my hands in front of me like you taught me, but he didn't even look my way, so I came home, Adalia said. Adalia's mom and dad looked at each other and took a deep breath. They knew that they had taught their precious daughter the right thing to do when encountering a cop, but that it might take some time for their daughter's new friends to understand that. Baby girl, I'm so happy that you had a great day with your new friends, but I want you to understand something. Some of the things you do, they may not understand, and that's okay. They aren't like Maya and Chip, and that's okay too. But I need you to remember that some of the things that they have the freedom to do won't be the same for you. Remember everything we've talked about, her mom said. I know, Ma, but I, I kind of feel different, 
and I don't want them to think that I'm different or weird, Adalia said. But you are different from them, and that's okay. Being different isn't a bad thing, and don't ever think that. Do you know how much you can teach them and expose them to that they've probably never heard of? Her dad said. Like double dutch and lotion? Adalia asked. Yeah, like double dutch and lotion. <laughs> what do you mean? He asked. Uh, never mind, Adalia said. But I hear you. I, I just don't want to feel left out. And you won't. It's wonderful to have friends of different cultures and races. But if you ever feel uncomfortable, you let us know, okay? Okay. Adalia finished wiping down the cabinets and countertops with her family. She still felt a little weird about being around her new friends. She questioned if she should have gone and said hi to the police officer with them, or if she should have told them that she doesn't really like being called Leah. This was a new world for her, and she didn't want to feel like she did something wrong. What did I do wrong? Today was kind of weird. I don't know if I am gonna fit in here. What did I do wrong? I feel like I'm an alien. I just wanna be myself and still make friends. What did I do wrong? This is my new city. I really want to feel at home in this community. What did I do wrong? I tried to make a friend. I think I hurt her feelings, but that isn't what I meant. What did I do wrong as a welcoming committee? Oh, I want for her to feel at home in this community. I want to make friends. I just want to be her friend. I don't want to be somebody else. I don't want to offend. What did I do wrong? Oh, what did I do wrong? I, want I just want to feel at home in this community. What did I do wrong? Today started okay. I hope that we can work it out because I am here to stay. Oh, I hope that we can work it out because I am here to stay. Oh, I hope that we can work it out because I am here to stay. Isabella walked into her house, still confused and feeling a little frustrated. She threw her stuff down on the mudroom bench and then threw herself into the couch with a huff. I know you aren't sitting on the couch in a wet bathing suit, Mom called. Sorry, Isabella said, her frustration coming through in her voice. She slid down to the floor and laid there, looking up at the ceiling and trying to figure out what she had done to make the new girl upset. Tough day, Dad asked, leaning in from the kitchen. No, yes. I don't know. Well, come in here and talk to us for a minute, Mom said, and Isabella trudged into the kitchen. She leaned against the counter and stole a piece of bell pepper her father was chopping for dinner. So what's up? Dad asked. Ugh, well, I was so excited that another girl moved into Emmy's house, and I really wanted to be her friend, but then it seemed like maybe she didn't want to be our friend, and I don't really understand what I did to make her upset. Dad finished chopping and passed her a bowl to collect all the pepper pieces. Well, let's go over the stuff you did today and figure out where that feeling could be coming from. Well, first I couldn't remember her name, and then it was hard to pronounce, so we gave her a nickname. Oh, uh, well, did she want a nickname? I don't know, but her name is hard to say. I thought it was Adalia, but I guess it's Adalia. It's too long to remember. Well, I know new names can be tough, Dad said. He was a teacher, and Isabella had seen him trying to memorize the names of his class for the new year each fall. You just need a trick or something until you get it lodged in your brain. He poked her gently between the eyebrows. A dahlia is a beautiful flower. Maybe that can help, 
Mom offered. Adalia, just as a way to remember. I was trying to help, and I thought that a nickname would make it easier and make her feel like part of the group. Maybe that's what you meant, but it sounds like that's not how it made her feel, Dad said. It's important to call people by the name they like. It's a way you show them you respect them. I guess so. You guess so? Mom said. How many times have you gotten mad at someone for calling you Bella or Izzy? Isn't that the same thing? Isabella flushed, realizing that it was exactly the same thing. I guess I wasn't thinking about it like that. Was that the only thing that felt weird? No, she also didn't want to put her head under the water because she didn't want to get her hair wet. I told her it would dry, but she still didn't want to play sharks and minnows. Okay, I guess I could see how that could seem strange. We'd have to ask to find out for sure, but I would guess that maybe Adalia's hairstyle took some time, and if it gets wet, it might be a lot of work to get it to look the way she wants it to again. My hair isn't like that. When it gets wet, it just dries and it looks basically the way it did before. Yeah, said Mom, but not everybody's hair is the same. And not everybody takes care of their hair in the same way. There's not a right way or even a normal way. There's just a lot of different ways. Do you think Adalia will ever put her head under the water? Well, I don't know. You'd have to ask her. But I do know that if she says she doesn't want to get her hair wet, you should just listen to her. I bet you could think of some other way to include Adalia when you play so she doesn't feel singled out. You know that's not a good feeling. Yeah, agreed Isabella. That's the worst. I guess I kind of did that talking about her lotion, too. Her lotion? asked Dad. Yeah, she said she gets ashy sometimes after the pool, and I didn't know what that meant. Maybe I made it a bigger deal than I should have. Isabella sat quietly for a second, thinking about what to say next. She got a nervous feeling in her belly. Was that all that happened? Mom asked. She always seemed to know when Isabella wasn't telling her something. I think the thing that really made it weird was when I tried to introduce her to Officer Fife, but I'm not sure why. Mom and Dad looked at each other. I think that might have to do with some of the things that have been on the news lately, Mom said, and the things that have been happening to black people in our country for a long time. Isabella didn't really watch the news that much, but she knew that something had been going on and that there had been protests in big cities. She didn't realize that the things happening to people in big cities could also happen to people in her own town or even in her own neighborhood. With a sinking feeling, she realized what must have happened earlier. Did Adalia put her hands up because she was afraid that Officer Fife might hurt her? If Adalia put her hands up when she saw Officer Fife, it was probably because someone taught her that that's what she should do to show the police that she's not doing anything wrong. Isabella thought about that for a second and then shook her head. But I don't understand. Why would anyone think she was doing something wrong? She's just a kid like me. We were swimming and looking for lollipops. Adalia is a kid a lot like you, and her family is a family a lot like ours, but they're black, which means that sometimes people might look at them and see the color of their skin and then make guesses about what they might be like or what they might do. People might do that to you or to our family, too, but their guesses would probably be different. So, someone might look at Adalia and guess that she's going to do something wrong because she's black? Mom and Dad nodded slowly, with uncomfortable expressions on their faces. That's a thing that happens to black people a lot, Dad said. It goes back a long ways, and it looks different now than it used to, but it's still a really big problem. But that's not fair! No, it's not. It's very unfair. Well, can we fix it? I don't want anything bad to happen to Adalia or her family. There are a lot of people working on it right now who have been working on it for a long time, but fixing it is still going to take a while. There are some things you could do to help, though. Do you want to know what they are? Yes. Well, you can be a really good friend to Adalia, Mom said. You can practice and make sure you call her by her full name like she asks and get the other kids to do it, too. 
And you can make sure you don't make her feel singled out or excluded if you know that her hair or skin is different than yours. And you remember when we talked about boundaries, right? I remember, said Isabella, remembering all the conversations they'd had about respecting other people's feelings and listening when friends said no. Well, you can respect Adalia's boundaries if she tells you that she doesn't feel comfortable talking to someone, even if you don't understand why. Being a good friend means listening, Dad agreed. Treating other people the way you want to be treated is a good place to start, but not everyone is the same. When people tell you that they need something different, you need to listen to them and make the adjustment. Okay, I can do that, said Isabella. She felt a little better now that she understood where she had gone wrong, but she was also feeling a little sad, too, because it was all so complicated. Do you think Adalia will still want to be friends with me? Well, there's no way to know without asking, said Mom. I think if you start by calling her by her name and apologizing for making her feel uncomfortable today, she might want to try hanging out again. And if she doesn't, it's still important to remember the things that we talked about. We treat everyone with respect, not just the people we hang out with. I can talk to her tomorrow, Isabella said as she ate a few more pepper slices. Good, said Mom. Now how about you set the table? Dinner's almost ready. Okay, Isabella said and turned to the silverware drawer. Then she paused and turned back, giving her parents both a big hug. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Dad. They hugged her back, and Isabella ate fast, already thinking about how she would make things right tomorrow. The next day, Adalia woke up, put on her fuzzy slippers, and went downstairs to eat some breakfast. She heard the kids outside coming down the street. They were giggling and laughing, and it sounded like someone had a skateboard. Leah! Leah, it's us! Come outside! Katie yelled from the yard. Leah? Who's that? Adalia's mom turned to her and asked. That's what my new friends started calling me yesterday after I told them my name, Adalia responded. Did you tell them to call you that? No, I told them over and over again that my name was Adalia and that I didn't want to be called Leah, but they didn't really care and honestly I don't see why it's such a big deal. Adalia's mom came over to her and sat next to her and said, we named you Adalia for a reason. You know why, right? Yes, because it means noble one. Exactly. If they can take the time to say Isabella, they can take the time to say Adalia. Your name has meaning. Don't let them take that meaning away from you by calling you something that you don't want to be called, her mom said. And she was right. There was nothing super different between her name and her friend's name. She heard outside that her friends were still calling for her to come play. She went to the door and Liam said, What took you so long? We were calling your name. Did you not hear us? I heard you calling someone's name, but it wasn't mine. The kid stopped and looked confused. You called Leah. I told you that my name is Adalia. The kids got quiet and looked at each other. Then William said, you're right. We're sorry. Yeah, we didn't mean to hurt your feelings, Katie said. It's okay. My name is special and has meaning, so I would really like it if you called me by my full name, Adalia responded. For sure! And if you want, you can still call me Captain Cool, Liam said. Adalia laughed. Katie grabbed the skateboard and said, Come on, you guys, it's pool time! I'll race you to the deck! and the three of them started running, but Isabella stayed behind. Hey, Adalia. Um, I just wanted to say that I'm really sorry about yesterday, about the whole name thing and Officer Fife and just everything. I should have been more understanding of how you were feeling. It's okay. I shouldn't have ran off like that. I just didn't know how to explain how I felt to you or why I had my hands up. It's just the way I was raised, and I guess I didn't want to start any problems. I totally understand. And if you still want to be my friend, then I will do my best to help you feel comfortable. I think you're really cool. This made Adalia smile, and she said, I think you're really cool too, 
Do you think if you ask your mom, she'll let you come swimming with us? I'll make sure we play a game so we don't have to go underwater and get our hair wet, Isabella said. Sure, let me ask. Adalia ran inside and asked her parents if she could go swimming. They had heard the entire conversation between Adalia and her friends through the window and were proud of how she stood up for herself. Adalia went and changed into her swimsuit, grabbed her towel, and headed out the door. Before she closed the door, her dad came up to her and said, Take these and teach them a little thing or two. Show them how we get down on the other side of town. <laughs> her dad handed her the two big double dutch ropes that were packed away. Adalia grabbed them and skipped down the street with Isabella to the pool. When they got there, Katie said, Ready to play? How about we play Marco Polo instead, so everyone can play? Isabella said. Yeah, we haven't played that in a while anyway, Liam said. Adalia, you're it! This made Adalia so happy, so she got in and started calling out, Marco! While the kids responded, Polo! The kids played in the pool for the next couple of hours, laughing, singing, making jokes. As the sun went behind the clouds and the air cooled, they all got out, and Adalia picked up her ropes and started to teach them how to double dutch. Isabella was really good at it. Katie got the hang of it. And Liam and William, well, let's just say they decided to stick to skateboarding and cannonballs. The, the end. end. Wow, what a great story. I am so happy that Adalia and Isabella remained friends. Tell me. Have you ever hurt someone's feelings by accident? What did you do about it? Have you ever met someone from a different background or culture? Did you learn anything cool about them? Has anyone ever made you feel not included because you look different from them? What are some ways that you can make a new friend feel comfortable? Tell me all about it. I want to hear all of your answers. Again, special thanks to Amanda and Daniel at Stories Podcast. And if you haven't checked them out already, please, please, please go to Stories Podcast and take a listen to all of their fantabulous stories. And yes, I just made up that word. Till next time, 